0: There's nothing to compare to live music. There just isn't anything. That's a quote from Gloria Gaynor, and it's absolutely true. Today, we're sharing some of our favorite concert memories.
1: I'm Keith.
0: And I'm Abby.
1: And welcome to our 80s Live podcast. Today, we are talking concerts.
0: Yes, one of our favorite things.
1: We love them. So let's get right into this, Abby. Let's okay. let's go way back
0: in the uh, way back machine.
1: Way back machine. Let's talk in thirty to forty years here. Okay. All right. So, what was your very first concert you ever saw?
0: Okay. So if you've watched our vlog, you've probably heard me brag about this a little bit. It's Michael Jackson in the Jackson Five Victory Tour.
1: Wow, you peaked really early. <laughs>
0: I guess I did. I mean, that was really cool. I mean, the king of pop for my first concert. That's, that is is cool, right?
1: All right, guy. Vlog's over. <laughs> okay. I mean, we can't top that.
0: It's not a vlog, though.
1: That's right. Hey, by the way, <laughs> we do have a vlog. It's our 80s live. Be sure and subscribe. But today we're in the podcast. But <laughs> podcast just, over.
0: We're still getting used to this. Um, okay, so. But no, no, no. Because we have since seen lots of other great concerts. So even though Michael Jackson is the king of pop, and it was amazing, let's talk about some of our other concert memories as well. What was your first ever concert?
1: Okay, mine is not as glamorous as yours. (laughs) The very first concert I ever saw was probably in 87 or maybe 88 because I wasn't driving yet, and my Aunt Linda drove us to the concert with my cousin Shane. It was in Corpus Christi at Memorial Coliseum, and it was Exposé.
0: Ooh, well, that's a good group.
1: Yeah, it was really it is a good group and it's pretty interesting. They've made a resurgence here of late. Um, but here was the problem. They had they only sang like five or six songs and then the concert ended. Oh. Yeah, so it was really quick, but to be fair, it was a free concert. It was put on by the local radio station. And but when it ended, everyone's kind of looking at each other going, they coming back out? I'm like, we're like, I don't know. Maybe we should hang around for a little bit. So we did, and they never came back out.
0: Were there other bands?
1: No, it was just them.
0: <laughs> okay, all right. Super short concert.
1: <laughs> yeah. Hey, it was uh, almost like a mall concert that was at a coliseum.
0: Okay, but free. So free.
1: okay. Can't, yeah. So anyway, maybe one of these days I'll be able to catch them again. And I'm guessing since '87, '88, they probably have more material now.
0: <laughs> I'm sure they do. They're actually touring right now. So yeah, we should check and see if they're coming. I doubt they're coming here. (laughs) Yeah. Or anywhere near here. No one ever comes to Wichita. No one comes to
1: Wichita unless you're a country act.
0: So you guys you guys have probably noticed we typically travel for our concerts because for that reason.
1: (laughs) Right. Okay. So Abby, what other concerts did you see in the 80s that are memorable?
0: Well, there was a big gap after the Jackson concert. And then came my boy band phase.
1: Oh, 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 oh. hanging tough.
0: (laughs) An audio clue. Okay, (laughs) so most girls were into a boy band. And not always the same. Usually there was, like, one standout one. And mine was New Kids on the Block. Of course. I was a huge fan of them. I saw them actually twice in concert, like, pretty early on. Even the first one was when they were um, still opening for Tiffany. So, <laughs> or Tiffany was opening for them. I can't remember.
1: Yeah, as a teenager, I was pretty bitter with the New Kids on the Block because it seemed like every girl <laughs> I ever dated was like, okay, I'll date you, but if one of the New Kids on the Block comes along... You're out of here. Yeah, for sure. But, you know, I was pretty bitter about it, but uh, I did get over that. In 2019, we actually went and saw New Kids on the Block in in Omaha, Nebraska. and It was a great show.
0: That was so fun. It was the mixtape tour, and Keith was a very good sport for coming to see the New Kids with me. But they also had a bunch of other good acts. There with them.
1: That's right. And that was the reason I went because, you know, I see really have a, a little crush on Debbie Gibson. <laughs> yeah, I
0: know. So Debbie Gibson has some movies on the Hallmark Channel. I love
1: them. And Keith
0: has seen them all.
1: I've watched them multiple times. It's true.
0: Um, But we also saw Tiffany, which I, lo- I still love her. So now I've seen her twice.
1: Now, talking about Hallmark movies, the best thing was there's one iconic scene oh, yeah? in there where Debbie Gibson's talking to, like, this guy that on the street that, like, thinks he's a big fan. And he's like, I love this and I love that. Well, he's actually describing Tiffany.
0: Yeah, she goes, Well, actually that's Tiffany. That's <laughs> so yeah. funny. That was cute because she kinda played herself, even though they changed her name, which was weird, but she kind of played a version of herself. Yeah. I can't remember the name of the movie, but you can find it pretty easily. And it was cute. We yeah, liked it.
1: I would highly recommend it. Then we got down with OPP. Yeah,
0: Naughty you know me. Naughty by nature. <laughs> and Salt and Peppa.
1: Love Salt and Pepper. They were
0: so good. They brought it. They did. We were very impressed with all of the groups, but I think Salt and Pepper were our most impressive. Yeah. That that concert. So the mixtape tour, they're actually um, doing that again this year.
1: I'm so torn because I would like to go see it again because there is one new act that we have not seen, and it's Rick Astley.
0: Yes, I know. I am really bummed that we're not going this year, but you just can't do everything.
1: So, in addition to New Kids on the Block, any really memorable concerts from the 80s?
0: Yes. Well, as you know, MTV was born in the 80s. And uh, they had a show called Club MTV. It was like a half-hour TV show. Remember Downtown Julie Brown? Yeah. She was the host.
1: Did they actually play music then?
0: Um, They played music, and there was dancing. It was kind of like the 80s version of American Bandstand. Okay. Um, And... So, in 89, they announced a Club MTV tour. So, they were coming, like, they were doing a tour to various cities, and um, it featured a bunch of different bands. I actually found an old promo video commercial for that tour, and it's pretty hilarious. So, I'm going to go ahead and play a clip of that for you guys club mtv live the tour hitting the road with paula abdul stone Loke information society was not was lisa lisa and cult jam and millie Vanilli. performances plus videos live interviews and who knows you may wind up on stage tune in the club every weekday at four three central to see when the action hits your town
1: hi we are millie Vanilli. join us on club mtv the tour this summer I did not realize it was Club MTW.
0: <laughs> did they say Club MTW? I they think Millie
1: Vanilli said Club MTW. They
0: had very thick accents, which that, I mean, that, that, that looking that, back, that should have
1: been the first sign that yeah. the gig was up at that point.
0: Right? We should have suspected something when they didn't have those thick accents when they sang.
1: Yeah. <laughs> so I have one other question for you, based on that promo. Okay. Did you get up on stage?
0: Oh no! I did not get on stage as promised.
1: Oh, what bummer! I know. They say if they did, I would hope there was video out there.
0: Mm-hmm. No, no, and no. Um, but it's funny that that. So I I enjoyed that. I have some vague memories of it. I was pretty pretty. I was pretty young. I mean, I was like in ninth grade, so I don't remember that much about it. But um, it's so funny because. I loved Millie Vanilli, and I totally fell for that whole lip-syncing thing. Um, did not even realize that they were lip-syncing, but later in the tour, not at my show, but at another one of those Club MTV tour shows, a malfunctioning tape recorder during their song, Girl, You Know It's True, is what led to the discovery that Robin Fab had never actually sung their songs.
1: Girl, we found out it was false.
0: (laughs) Girl, you know it's false.
1: Girl, you know it's false.
0: (laughs) Well, yeah, because they I guess the tape messed up, and then the promoters were like, well, because they're doing all these intricate dances, they are also lip-syncing because, you know, they'd be out of breath, and this is a common practice during concerts, which turned out to be they were just covering their butts because... They were lip syncing the whole entire time.
1: These are just things we miss out on today because you don't have a malfunctioning tape anymore. <laughs> it's like, it's all digital.
0: Yeah, that and everything is so instant on social media that we would have found out five minutes later. Whereas this had to go through like, you know, all the channels before it was uncovered that it was this scam. And then remember they they offered to send people their money back if you bought their I, tape?
1: I was going to ask you that. so. <laughs> I'm assuming you had the tape, right? Yeah, did you? <laughs> yeah, I had the tape. You did? Yeah. That's so funny. I don't know if I want to admit that or not. So
0: they're good. The music was good. Whoever was singing, it was good.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They, they were good. But did you send the tape back or the cover back? What do mm-hmm. you need to send back to get your money back?
0: Totally. I did it. Yeah, because they, they had these commercials and it was like, I don't know if it's a class action suit or what, but they had these ads on all the radio stations and stuff, and maybe even on MTV. And it was like, did you buy the Millie Vanilli album? Like, if you, if you want to get your money back, send the cover, not the tape. You could keep the tape. You only had to send the insert, the paper part, back with a self-addressed stamped envelope or something, and they would send you your money.
1: Hey, it's a win-win. You get to keep the tape and you get your money back?
0: Yeah, so I did it.
1: That was like a no-brainer, but probably now you're probably wishing you had the original, right?
0: Yeah, I kind of do. I still have the tape, but I don't have the insert. But on our cruise, they had a record store, and we bought Millie Vanilli All or Nothing vintage album. Yes. So that's, that's pretty cool.
1: They're probably laughing at us right now. <laughs> Like, you bought what? You bought Millie Vanilli? That's
0: an 80s relic. We had to do it. Oh, yeah. We had to do it. The scandal. Okay.
1: All right, let's fast forward. Yes. Let's fast forward to the 90s.
0: The 90s. Okay, so in 1990, Dallas got a new radio station. It was 94.5.
1: The Edge.
0: The Edge. K-D-G-E, The Edge. And that is the station that introduced us to New Wave and Alternative for the first time, and I was really into it. Like, I was super drawn to the New Wave.
1: Now, Abby was really lucky because she lived in Dallas, so Mm -hmm. she could literally listen to The Edge anytime she wanted to. Yes. The only way this guy got to listen to The Edge (laughs) was when we were – I played soccer when I was a kid, so we'd go to, like, soccer tournaments, we'd go to the big city of Dallas. And as soon as we got in range, it was on 945
0: Oh, yeah. Well, at least you had good taste when you were here.
1: I did. But, you know, growing up in a small town, it's like this type of music was not played there. So this was like foreign and new to us. So, you know, that kind of that transition to that poppy music to the alternative Mm -hmm. was glorious.
0: Yeah, I totally agree. I completely switched over to alternative at that point for the most part And, I mean, I still like pop. Like, I still listen to Debbie Gibson and stuff. But in 1990, like, I really made the switch. And by far, my favorite band, and still is one of my favorite bands, is Erasure. Um, So they quickly became my favorite band. I remember the first time I heard them, um, actually, it was before The Edge, um, a girl, Leslie, in my home at class brought me a tape. And she was like, go home and listen to this you were going to love it, and I totally did. So when The Edge came along shortly thereafter and they were playing Erasure, I was all about it.
1: Yeah, I think probably the probably the first two groups I really listened to that were more alternative was Erasure and Depeche Mode.
0: Totally, me too. Um, but then there was a lot of other ones that were like, deeper alternative like less common bands that I I grew to love as well but Erasure was my favorite and I got to see them twice in concert in high school
1: and as a married couple we got to see them once
0: yeah in our early 20s
1: yes it was it was a really interesting (laughs) and fun concert
0: they're super theatrical Yes. And I don't know if Keith was prepared for that.
1: I really wasn't mentally prepared, and Andy Bell puts on a great show, but Andy Bell, with each song, would take off one article of clothing.
0: (laughs) He had a lot of wardrobe changes, (laughs) sort of, and a lot of set changes, like a a theater performance.
1: But in the end, he was in a leather speedo. (laughs) He
0: was. (laughs) And Keith definitely wasn't prepared for that. (laughs) No, I wasn't. But... Was it not an amazing show?
1: It was a great show, and we were so bummed out because we were supposed to see them earlier this year, and that show got canceled. They
0: canceled, so. you guys.
1: So hopefully in the near future, maybe uh, maybe it's in the cards for us to see them again.
0: Vince, Andy, come back. We miss you. <laughs> um, so that was at the, what, the Bronco, Bronco Bowl, Bowl, which is now gone.
1: Yeah, they tore it down not soon after that concert.
0: Yeah. Yeah, so that was in Dallas. Uh, When we were first married, we lived in Dallas. Okay, so that was uh, 1990. So in 1991, along came Lollapalooza. And it was very unique. It was created by Perry Farrell, the singer of Jane's Addiction. And it was a touring music festival featuring diverse bands, very diverse bands, which were mostly like alternative rock. So it was more type rock. It was basically our generation's Woodstock.
1: You know, you just read my (laughs) mind. I was about to say that exact same thing. It was the Woodstock of the 90s.
0: It was. A spin magazine in 2020 named Lollapalooza the best concert of the last 35 years. And they're talking about that original one. So I figure that gives me a little bragging rights. And I'm sorry to brag all through this. I'm not worthy. I'm sorry to brag in this podcast, but I just happened to be at the right places at the right time and I was at the original Lollapalooza and I think that is so cool. That's very cool. <laughs> it was a little scary though. I'll I'll be honest. Like the crowd was the <laughs> the crowd was edgy.
1: <laughs> Didn't they catch things on fire?
0: There were fires. There were um there was some a lot of really wild dancing and like throwing Water bottles in the air and just it was pretty wild, like it was. <laughs> it was a little scary. I'm not gonna. I'm gonna not gonna lie here.
1: So there, there were a lot of amazing acts at Lollapalooza. Who really stands out the most to you?
0: All right. So of course it was the headliner was Jane's Addiction because they were the ones that originated it. Um, Susie and the Banshees, the Violent Femmes, who I love, and. Living Color, which we just saw them on the cruise.
1: So was that like a surreal moment?
0: I was so excited. We didn't know they were going to be there. So when I saw them, it was really cool. And um, yeah, it took me all the way back. That was really fun. And you guys, they have already announced they're going to be on the next year's 2023 80s cruise. So we get to see them again. I'm so excited. Yeah, me too. I can't get enough. Living Color is... They are so unique. I don't even know how to describe what they do, but it's really, really cool. Okay, so after Lollapalooza, the Dallas Morning News had a write-up in the paper, and I actually cut it out and put it in my scrapbook. And I have pictures from the concert, although (laughs) the pictures are pretty terrible. What do you think about that, Keith?
1: Yeah, let me just describe it to you. It's really dark, (laughs) and you see the back of some dudes.
0: You could, like, we were pretty far back. You can't even see what band is on the stage in the picture, but I was there.
1: And okay. this was this at was Starplex, right?
0: Yes. Starplex, now called Doseki's. Yeah. Yeah. Doseki's Pavilion. Okay. So, Keith, what concerts did you go to in the 90s? Like, early 90s before I met you?
1: Okay. Yeah. That's fair. Because one, I lived in a small town, and two, I was broke. So, okay. didn't get to go to a lot of events, but we did have a couple of places in town that would uh, have, I wouldn't call them concerts, but it was more like shows.
0: Well, we should tell them that you grew up in a college town. I
1: grew up in a college town, so you'd have lots of bands that would, uh, like more regional bands that would come through, but there were a couple that really stand out to me, and the first one was a, a band called Buffon Jellyfish, <laughs> and they were on that pretty heavy side, Yeah, and 1990s Keith really liked mosh pits and just kind of getting out there and letting, I don't know, some aggression out on the, <laughs> on the I don't know if you call it the dance floor. You're basically
0: know. just jumping around.
1: Yeah. Now the second band that probably more people recognize is Deep Blue Something and their big song was Breakfast at Tiffany's and that was kind of more of a poppy song but they also kind of were on the heavier side with their other stuff. But Probably the funniest thing that Abby always gives me a hard time about is is that I had this concert t-shirt from Buffon Jellyfish that had a footprint on the back of it.
0: Yeah, I feel like you were wearing that one of the first times I ever met you or like early in our dating and I asked you about it and I was like, and it wasn't like printed on, it was a legit footprint on the back of his shirt. You know
1: know how you just get that t-shirt that you love? Mm-hmm. That was my t-shirt that I loved. And even though it still had a, even though it had a footprint <laughs> on the back, I still loved it.
0: I mean, but how does that even happen? Clearly, there was a mishap in the mosh pit.
1: There was. Either I got trampled on or either some dude was flying through the uh, the crowd and his foot ended up on my back somehow. Don't know, but it turned into a great story.
0: Didn't you sustain a neck injury at some point?
1: Yeah, but the neck injury was from soccer. It wasn't from the mosh pit.
0: I don't believe that. You can't get a neck injury from soccer. I You're using it. your feet.
1: No, I was heading too many balls. Oh, okay, all yeah. right.
0: Because I always claimed that it was a mosh pit injury. I assumed it was.
1: That would be a lot better story. <laughs> maybe, maybe I should change it.
0: So Keith is so funny because he liked that mosh pit stuff, and I would never go to something like that. I I'm four eleven. I would not survive.
1: Abby would get trampled. I
0: would get. I would literally get trampled. So. No, thank you. I didn't go to those type of concerts with the just crazy frenetic energy.
1: Yeah. Now, the concert that got away from me in the early 90s was Pearl Jam, came to Nacogdoches, where I grew up, and we camped out all night to get tickets. I had tickets in the mosh pit, but as I mentioned, I was a little poor, and those tickets turned out to be pretty valuable, so I ended up selling them. Yeah. When, I when, mean I
0: think you got a good deal. I got a
1: good deal, but it's one of my biggest regrets now.
0: Mm-hmm.
1: I really wished I would have gone to that concert.
0: I remember that. We were dating by that point.
1: We were dating by yeah. that point.
0: I remember that. That was that was sad.
1: Abby told me to sell the tickets.
0: I probably did.
1: She, she did. It's her fault. I didn't go.
0: <laughs> hey, did you I'll spend blame Abby? Did you spend some of that money on her engagement ring or something? I
1: might have. We
0: can we can say that. <laughs>
1: All right, so let's fast forward to modern times.
0: Yeah, so although you guys know us as an 80s couple, we also enjoy some modern music as well. And so we wanted to share some of the concerts of contemporary artists that we have enjoyed their concerts recently or within the last decade or so.
1: Yes, and probably the first one, even though we're huge 80s fanatics, my favorite concert of all all times has to be Coldplay.
0: Me too. Coldplay was phenomenal.
1: It was like an experience. I mean, it was, I I can't even describe it. It was so amazing.
0: It it had a lot of visual effects, and they gave you these bracelets that changed colors. I think also one of the reasons why it was so special to us is that um, it was a family thing. It was our daughter's favorite, favorite band. For her eighth grade graduation, we gave her tickets. We surprised her with tickets to this concert. And she loved it.
1: And I think what made it really cool, we were pretty far away from the main stage, but at some point during the concert, they went to an alternate stage, and it happened to be literally right behind where we were sitting. So we literally turned around, and within like less than five feet was the entire band.
0: Yeah, that was pure magic. And they did an entire acoustic set, like a bunch of songs, at least maybe four songs or five right behind us like we just turned around and they're there and this was at American Airlines so it's a huge venue and we were really far away I don't even know how they got them there it was magical that was so cool
1: yeah that was magic we
0: will never forget that that concert so we love that one and then a close second I think for both of us is probably Lady Gaga
1: she can dance
0: she can dance She also magically appeared in different areas around the stadium. Um, We went with my whole entire family. So it was like my mom, dad, aunt, uncle, cousins. That was fun. Yeah. And she changed clothes like a dozen times. That was so fun. Um, And then here's some other ones that we really love.
1: These are honorable mentions.
0: Oh, for sure. These are all fun.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Florida.
0: Float Rider was just a fun show. Plus we went with really good friends. Yeah. And we just we just danced our butt off. It was just so much fun. Okay. And then my one of my all time favorite, probably my favorite modern artist, Beck.
1: He's really good. Uh, He put on a great show. Yeah.
0: I think you bought me those tickets for my birthday. Yeah, it was a birthday present a couple years ago.
1: I just remember it was so hot.
0: It was hot as blazes. Oh, and it was in the same venue as the Lollapalooza concert I told you guys about. It was at the, now Dos Equis, used to be Starplex. I just still call it Starplex. It's down at Fair Park in Dallas. And it's outdoors. And it was, we were under the covered part thinking, oh, the covered part provides shade. Shade <laughs> should be cooler.
1: There's no airflow.
0: Zero airflow. It was like an oven in there. It was, we had to like walk out and take breaks for a minute just to get, get some fresh air. But that show was so cool. We loved Beck.
1: Yeah. Another one was Vampire Weekend.
0: Yeah, Vampire Weekend was really good. We saw them in Oklahoma City yeah. at a small venue.
1: Yeah, it was.
0: And something happened at that show that's never happened to us before or since.
1: Yeah, they had a little malfunction with the uh, audio system.
0: (laughs) Their entire soundboard blew, and it made, like, this really loud, awful noise. And then it went off for, like, they stopped for, like, 20 minutes while they had to fix it.
1: It was almost to the point they thought they were going to cancel the rest of the show. Yeah. They're like, we don't get this thing, like, back up in the next five minutes. We're calling it. And luckily, they got it back.
0: Yeah, because they weren't even halfway through. And then... Just because they felt bad and they're just the nicest guys ever, they played an extra, like, 30 minutes.
1: They played for a long time. They they played late. It was awesome.
0: It was really fun. And our daughter and her friend went uh, as well. We all really enjoyed that show. Okay, and then another one of my favorite bands, Foster the People. And they played with Paramore.
1: Yeah, they opened for Paramore, which I'm like, Paramore should be opening for (laughs) them. In my
0: opinion, Foster the People is... I love them. They are so good.
1: Yeah, they were, he's really talented.
0: I came for them.
1: Oh, Abby was uh, just rocking it out, and, like singing every <laughs> word. She's like super fan over there. I was, I'm, I was I'm, cracking up. He
0: totally, he totally looked my way. I think I got a head nod at least, or maybe a little wave. I think he acknowledged me.
1: Abby was crushing.
0: I know every word to just about all their songs. So if you want to change from 80s, Foster the People is, is a good alternative. Okay, what else? My mom's favorite band. Train. Train. We took my mom to see Train.
1: That was a great night because the openers were Matt Carney and Andy Grammer. And that was a very good lineup.
0: So good. And it was when Andy Grammer was like. Brand new. Pretty new. So he came out into the audience and like really worked the crowd. And we love that. And Train did too. They brought some people up on stage that didn't know they were coming up there. And it was just cute watching them get so excited.
1: And then one of the ones, you know, we mentioned that we don't get a lot of big acts in Wichita, but we actually had Pink come to Wichita.
0: Yeah, that was a big deal.
1: That was a very really, very big deal for Wichita.
0: And we got really good seats. Really, like, we had excellent seats. It wouldn't have mattered, though, where you sit, because she does that high wire stuff.
1: She's, like, flying around all over the place. <laughs> She's
0: everywhere.
1: She's like Spider Woman.
0: That show was also very theatrical and just beautiful. And the choreography, the costuming, it was fun. Yeah.
1: Now, one other big act that came to which, time <laughs> and I'm reluctant to admit this one because uh, I have to turn in my man card.
0: No, you're, this is because you're a good dad.
1: Yes, I took one for the team and took my daughter to see T-Swift.
0: And don't lie, you love Taylor Swift.
1: (laughs) Hey, don't let everyone know my secret. He
0: likes, I've heard him listening to T-Swift when I'm not even around. Oh, man. I mean, wait, that doesn't make any sense. When I come in the room or if I go out in the garage and he's working on something, sometimes he's listening to (laughs) T-Swift. No, but she's good. She's talented. And you guys had fun.
1: Yeah, it was fun. But it was me and 12,000 screaming girls.
0: Well, no, and you were the token dude because you took Zoe, my mom, and her neighbor friend. That's right. It was Keith and three girls, three ladies, Yeah, two ladies and a teenager.
1: (laughs) But there were literally probably the 12,000 people there, 10,000 of them were these screaming girls. And I was very much regretting not bringing ear protection. Oh, no. Not because of Taylor Swift. But because of the Screaming Girls. But, <laughs> but I will say this, Ed Sheeran opened for her, oh. and he was amazing.
0: Well, that balanced out the, yes. the man card thing.
1: I mean, that dude was like a one-man show, and it was awesome.
0: He's really talented. I, I didn't go with them to that, but I'm glad that they had a lot of fun. I still like more alternative stuff. I never have been one to, like fall for the mainstream.
1: (laughs) You know, now, but you know, even looking at this list of bands that we've seen in more recent years, not including the 80s ones we've seen, I still like the 80s better.
0: I know, me too. And that's what you guys came for. So let's talk about some 80s artists that we have seen as of late. Now, we're not gonna address the ones we saw on the cruise because you guys have already heard about that. And you're gonna see a video coming up soon with clips from all of those. But some other 80s artists we've seen, what is your favorite, favorite one so far that we've seen?
1: I'd say it's a combo. It was a a show that we saw in Kansas City, and it was Howard Jones and Men Without Hats. Yes. And it was just an amazing show. And I'm so excited because Howard Jones is going to be on the 2023 cruise. Yeah. And I am so looking forward to seeing him
0: me too he's one of the ones that after we saw him both of us were like if he's anywhere near us we're seeing him again he was so good you guys howard jones if you ever get a chance to see him perform go he puts on a such a great show he rocks the guitar.
1: that was my first experience <laughs> in recent times to a guitar. yes and I was like, that's really cool, guys. It was,
0: it was so cool. I mean, he played the traditional synthesizers also. Um, I mean, he's the king of, of the synthesizer, honestly. But, yeah, the guitar was fun. And, I mean, how cool was it to do the safety dance with, with men without hats? Yes. That was so fun. That was one of my favorite concert moments ever, just of the 80s ones especially, is the safety dance. That's so iconic.
1: I would have to agree. That one definitely stands out as number one.
0: Yeah. We had so much fun at that show. And the, both of them together made it a killer show. And it was at a small venue. It was in a casino in Kansas City. And so it didn't matter where you sat. It would be good seats. But y'all, we were right up front. <laughs> front row center. And it was so good. Hey, thanks so much for stopping by and listening to our podcast. We hope you have enjoyed our second ever episode of our 80s Life podcast. And don't forget to follow us wherever you listen to your podcast.
1: And while you're at it, head over to YouTube and be sure to subscribe to our channel, Our 80s Life, and also go over to Instagram and follow us at Our 80s Life there as well.
0: Bye, y'all.